Welcome or welcome back to Pre-Arb Excellence, our Roots Bay Chicago Cubs podcast with an eye on player development. And tonight I'm going to cheat. I'm going to cheat. I'm going to do two different podcasts on the pipeline because realistically, the Cubs, the, uh, the Chicago game, the Iowa game, and to an extent, Tennessee, all kind of fit in the same eh, chapeau, a little bit of a hat. Everything kind of all fits in the same hat at the top level. Then we'll play with the rest of it after. We're going to start at the very top. And the premise is we're going to ask that question again. We're going to ask that question again. Some of you are going to ask, what question is that? And I'm going to interrupt and cut briefly into what happened in Iowa. Brennan Davis, in his first two AAA at-bats, hit home runs. And we're going to have that argument again, aren't we? We are going to have that argument again, aren't we? We're going to have the argument on is seven more than six. Should Brennan Davis go to the major? Should the... Should, we're going to have the argument again. We're going to have the argument again. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to break away from baseball for a bit. And I'm going to talk about something that I am completely unqualified to talk about. Which they tell you you're not supposed to talk about things you don't know a damn thing about. But guess what? I'm going to do it anyway. Um, you know any health coaches? Do you know anyone who is a uh, health coach? Um, here's how you eat healthier. Here's how you uh, get yourself to a position where you want to exercise better. All that kind of stuff. Health coach, whether it's food, whether it's um, exercise, fitness, otherwise, mental care, all that kind of stuff. One of the kinds of things that generally... There are different ways to health coach, but one of the basics generally ends up being figure out where you want to get. Figure out where you want to get and make decisions based on getting you there. Figure out where you want to get and make decisions that will get you there. For instance, if someone decides, I want to spend more time with my kids. Cool. Find a job where you can spend more time at home. Find a job. Maybe don't go into the office as much. Needless to say, since uh, COVID, there's a lot of people staying at home. Much to the chagrin of pet cats everywhere. Dogs are dogs like people staying around home, but the cats don't like it. But uh, so if you want to spend more time with your kids, with your family, find a way to spend more time working at home. If you want to have your finances taken care of, figure out ways to either make more money or spend less money. Um, if you want your health to be better. Find a way, find ways to eat better, find ways to exercise more, all that kind of stuff. Know where you eventually want to get. Where do you want to get? Make decisions that will help get you there, wherever that is. Presumably, 
the health coach talks to the person. Oh, okay, I see. I get it. You want to do this. You want to be able to go fishing more. Okay, let's do some things that are going to be able to get you to go fishing more. You like to travel the globe. Let's find some things that are going to help you be able to find, that are going to help you be able to travel the globe. The things that are important to you are the things that the health coach is going to try to encourage. For me, I got to a point where I realized, you know what? Dealing with people at work, I can't do that anymore. So I threw that away. Because for me, it was more important to be at home. And hey, it ain't necessarily perfect, but I don't have to go in and deal with dealing with people at work anymore. Boy, that's huge. The idea of the health coach, the idea of going to a health coach is explain where you want to get. And between you and your health coach, figure out what are some steps, some logical steps, some reachable steps, some acceptable steps that you can commit yourself to, that you can reach for, that you can pass, that you can exceed, that will get you to where you want to be. Now, let's switch this a little bit back to baseball. If you are health coaching the Chicago Cubs, if you are health coaching the Chicago Cubs, you're the health coach. What are some things that the Cubs ought to be doing to make themselves better? Now, for a lot of people, it is spend a whole lot more money on free agents. That, that's, that's long been a default. Spend more money on free agents, but, but, but not the bad free agents, not the guys who are going to be bad. Just spend money on free agents that are going to be good. Well, therein lies the rub because you can't guess that. That is totally impossible to 100% or 85% accurately only get guys who are going to be good, who are going to be healthy, who are going to be all that kind of stuff. That doesn't happen. It's real easy, though, for someone who, uh, oh, oh, what's the, uh, those who wish to seem or those who wish to be, if you wish to be, you have to put, you have to deal with realities. If you just like to seem, oh yeah, go out and get all those free agents, but not the bad ones. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, you, you have just gotten yourself eliminated from a whole bunch of logical people, uh, Twitter feeds. If all you do is, yeah, 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 we're going to be able to hit on 90% of our free agents. No, you're not. Okay, if you are health coaching the Cubs. And the Cubs have done a lot of health coaching over the last, I'm going to say, <sighs> 10 years. Cubs have done a whole lot of health coaching the last 10 years. Their computer program stuff, their uh, financial, uh, their, their um, analytics department. The Cubs analytics department now, as opposed to 10 years ago, completely upgraded, created, and then upgraded. The Cubs are now much better at developing at least relief pitchers than they were back then. There are some things they've done, pitch labs involved, and when we get to the game tonight, I talk a little bit about there too. 
But if you're talking about health coaching, if you're talking about health coaching a Major League Baseball organization, if you're talking about health coaching the Chicago Cubs, what you really probably want to do is have pitchers and hitters that each year are getting to the Major League level and being productive. I'll say that again. Probably if you're health coaching the Cubs, what you would want to do is be able to say, we want to have pitchers and hitters both developing to being productive at the major league level each year. Pitchers and hitters. Now this year, the Cubs traded nine guys. Traded nine guys, and a lot of them were um, historical organizational staples. Traded Chris Bryant, traded Javier Baez, traded Anthony Rizzo. But yet, there are some aspects of the team that right now are not terrible. Why? Because Patrick Wisdom was called up. He's done well. Greg Schwindel was called up. He's done well. Whole bunch of pitchers have been called up. Many of them have done well. Health coaching the Cubs. Health coaching the Cubs. It's not a complete success, though. Obviously. Because a lot of the players who have been called up are older. You would like the players to be 21, 22, maybe 23 when they're being called up to be successful instead of 27, 28, 29, 30. But you get what you get. Get what you get. Calling up players that are useful is better than calling up players who aren't useful or not even calling up players at all. Last year, 2020, shortened season. But in 2020, the Cubs debuted two players. Two players debuted for the Cubs. Two. One of them was Tyson Miller. One of them was Braylon Marquez last game of the year. Those are the only debuts. Those were the only debuts at all. Now, this year, Frank Schwindel was not a Major League debut with the Cubs. Patrick Wisdom was not a Major League debut with the Cubs. Actually, Wisdom played for him last year in the same game Marquez did, I think it was. But um, the premise is if you're dealing with health coaching a major league organization, you're going to want to have players each year. This year, you're going to want to call up this guy and this guy, and maybe uh, on the offensive side, and this guy, this guy, and this guy on the bullpen, on the pitching side. Then the next year, two and two. Then the next year, three and two. Then the next year, two and four. You're going to want to bring up players who are legitimate, who may actually do well. Okay. What does this have to do with we're going to have that question again. We're going to have that argument again. Back in 2015, it became, actually in 2014, it became obvious that Chris Bryant was going to be a major leaguer and probably a major leaguer for a very long time. Don't think there's any... By 2014, most people probably had a decent hunch if they did any of the homework. Yeah, Chris Bryant, he'll probably be okay for a while. 
It got to 2015, and the Cubs sent Chris Bryant down to AAA because he needs to work on his defense. Well, okay, whatever. Sent him down, and there were arguments. Should the Cubs have done that? Should the Cubs have not done that? If uh, here's, here's the one I don't get. I get the argument of it's inappropriate what the Cubs did. They should have called Chris Bryan up, let him have his six full years, and then if he ends up leaving as a free agent after the six entire years, so be it. I understand that concept. I understand it. I get it. It makes sense. It's very high-minded. I get it. The second option that I also get, Send him down for two, three weeks. You got him for six years and 80% of a year instead of six years and zero years and zero games beyond that. I completely understand that. Yeah, it's kind of horseshit. It kind of is. But I understand the argument of seven is more than six. Seven is more than six. It's hard to argue. Those two out there, I understand both arguments. I tend to be more seven is more than six. But I understand both arguments. Both of them have entirely valid aspects to them. Now, the angle, the, the, um strain of the argument that I don't get is if the Cubs would have brought up Chris Bryant immediately, he would have happily signed a team-friendly extension to stick Chris Bryant wants to get paid. Chris Bryant wants a max contract. I know that. I knew that in 2015. Nothing's changed. Now, with Brennan Davis, as this season concludes, there will be some sort of an argument coming up. Brennan Davis ought to break camp with the Chicago Cubs in 2022 because he will probably be among the 26 best players on the roster. And that has some validity to it. That has some validity to it. I, I, I'm not even going to say that is a stupid contention. It makes sense. <laughs> if he's among the 26 best, there is a legitimate argument toward, yeah, he ought to get called up. He ought to, be, he ought to make the roster out of spring training. Rules or no rules. He should make the the roster if he is among the top 26 guys. If he's one of the best, you know, if he's one of the three, four best outfielders, he should be on the roster. The seven versus six argument also applies. It makes absolutely perfect consent, uh, makes absolute perfect sense. And this is where you get into the entire health coaching the Cubs. What specifically, what specifically 
are the Cubs trying to do? What specifically are the Cubs as an, as an organization trying to do? They're not going to be able to bullwhip Brennan Davis into signing a team-friendly extension. They're not. Brennan Davis already right now knows. Well, first off, he got a decent enough signing bonus. I don't know what his financials are in his family or anything along those lines, but there really hasn't been anything in his development that has led him to believe that he's probably going to be, you know, hand to mouth, you know, worried about it. He's going to get paid. He's going to get paid. He's going to be rather well paid. If he plays well, he's going to do just fine. There is no reason for Brennan Davis to, oh, please, 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 Chicago Cubs, let me sign a team-friendly extension. Please let me sign. That's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Brennan Davis, if he's going to sign an extension, is going to want to get paid. What is it that the Cubs are going to be after? Is it hugely essential for, I'm putting up air quotes here, the Chicago Cubs to prioritize having a core all the time? Hang on. A core. I, I had to put down my phone so I could do the actual air quotes, even though you couldn't see them. Is it essential for the Cubs to have, I'm doing it again, a core? No. Having a core is actually kind of flipping stupid. Having a core is kind of stupid. The entire premise of if you are health coaching the Cubs, have a system in place where the Dominican Summer League is kicking butt and sending enough players to, to the stateside where some of those players are going to accidentally saunter up the pipeline and be really good. Maybe a shortstop here, maybe a catcher there, maybe an outfielder, maybe a couple pitchers. You, ju you just keep sending them up. You just keep sending quality and you send quality. Then, the next year, you bring in more players. You plug them in. You develop them. You develop them. You play them. You have the two teams going. You play the games. You work with players. You, and then you send some more guys up. Then you send some more guys up and you send some more guys up. Each draft, you draft players. You do the research. You have the scouts go out. Who's the top guy for the first pick? Who Who's the guy that makes it? This time was Jordan Wicks. Jordan Wicks. Oh, that'll be the other podcast tonight. Jordan Wicks. Then James Triantos. He's going to be in the other podcast tonight. Um, was it? Gray. I always forget what his first name is. I am horrible. Is it Sean Gray? No, it, is, it isn't. It isn't Sean. You guys are hollering at your computer. But what you want to do is have one of your two guys on the first day very useful. One or two of your guys on the second day, very useful. And one of your two guys on the third day, one or two of your guys on the third day, be very useful. You want to have a five, a six, a seven, an eight person draft class. All the players are doing well. 
a whole bunch of the players are doing well. And it's not just a case of, oh, well, the, the, the four rounds, the first four rounds are where all the talent is. No, that's not where all the talent is. If you are health coaching the Cubs, you want to win development in the Dominican Summer League. You want to win the draft. You want to do very well in minor league free agency in the offseason. Bring in players like, oh, Patrick Wisdom, Adam Morgan. <sighs> they had a couple more guys this year, and I'm not remembering who. Um, I mean, I, I'm not remembering who they are. But uh, then you want to hit on the waiver wire. You want to hit on the waiver wire. The Cubs hit on uh, Sergio Alcantara. May not be a huge hit, but it was effectively done. They claimed him on waivers. Then shortly thereafter, they snuck him through waivers. Now this offseason, they're going to get to decide if they want to keep him around or not. That's what you're trying to do with the waiver wire. Then there was uh, Frank Schwindel. Rather a big hit there on the um, DFA wire, on the waiver wire. Do all the things well. Do all the things well. Do the waiver wire well. Do the draft well. Do minor league free agency well. Do the Dominican well. Do everything well. Because everything contributes. Then once you have all the other things going well, once everything else is going well, then what will happen is teams who have players who are free agents, free agents are going to look at the 30 teams across the league. N name me four teams that you actually want to play for, says the agent to the player. What are four teams that you want to play for? The team is, the, the free agent is going to look, which team looks like it's going to be the best the next three or four years? Which team looks to have its finances in order? Which team looks like it's not going to be blindsided by an injury? This offseason, people might well have said, I want to go play for the Padres because look at all the what that they have going on. Now, next year, that might not be the case because a lot of the things that the Padres had going on, not so much looking so good right now. Eh, who knows? But um, health coaching the Cubs, you don't necessarily want to get to a situation where at the end of Brennan Davis's contract, whenever that is, you don't want the Cubs to be in a situation where they say, oh my goodness, we have to sign Brennan Davis to a six or eight year extension because we have nobody else that's any good. That is what you wish to avoid. That's where the Cubs have been forever. That's what they want to get out of. Would it be nice if, as Brennan Davis's contract approaches conclusion, he looks around and says, hey, I really like this place. This is wonderful. How about we come to some sort of an agreement? I stick around for four or five more years. You guys pay me a fair amount. Da 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 da, da. Oh, Sure, no problem. But that doesn't necessarily work all the time. 
that is a two-way street. It's a two-way street. It has to be mutually agreeable. It was not mutual, mutually agreeable for Anthony Rizzo. It was not mutually agreeable for Chris Bryant. It was not mutually agreeable for Javier Baez. It was mutually agreeable, actually, for Kyle Hendricks. They came to an agreement. Health coaching the Cubs, what you want to do is get to a point where at the end of a player's contract, you have players who are coming up behind him who, even if they're not quite as good as the guy that's going to be leaving in free agency, possibly, even if they're not quite as good, they're really good and they're cheap. Because realistically, in baseball, if you have a Frank Schwindel who's putting up Frank Schwindel numbers, and you have an Anthony Rizzo who's getting who's putting up Anthony Rizzo numbers, and your Anthony Rizzo player is getting paid like Anthony Rizzo, and your Frank Schwindel player is getting paid like, paid like Frank Schwindel, Frank Schwindel is the better bargain. And yes, when every team has a budget, a bargain is important. When you are health coaching the Chicago Cubs, six years down the line, you want to be to the point where, hey, we have most of the answers solved internally within the pipeline. In six years, that's where the Cubs ought to want to be. Can they do that in four years? Can they do that in three years? Eh, maybe. Be kind of tough, but maybe. But by six years, if they do the right things, if they properly develop their talent, yeah, they possibly can. Okay, now let's get to tonight's games. You've probably already heard some of it, but we're going to look at tonight's games from a health coaching the Chicago Cubs perspective. We're going to start in Tennessee. Tennessee was playing in Biloxi tonight. Well, they're supposed to be playing in Biloxi. Neither team is having a great season. Neither team is even remotely close to 500. The game got rained out tonight. And instead of being postponed, instead of being postponed and we're going to have a doubleheader on Wednesday or we're going to have a doubleheader on Friday, screw it, let's, let's cancel it. Let's just cancel it. Really, let, let's just... Why did they cancel the game? Health coach in the... Who wants a minor league doubleheader? Seriously, at this time of year, every pitcher is up against an innings limit. Ben Leeper in Iowa. I don't really think he's injured. I don't think he's injured, injured, injured. If he came right down to it, he could probably pitch two or three innings. But why? He's up again. There's no point in getting players injured at this time of year. You have a rain out this late in the season in double A. There's no reason to play. Call that mother off. Cancel it. So the game was canceled. Why? Because we're looking at things from a health coaching perspective. Tennessee game canceled. Good. If it's bad weather, don't play. Now, let's jump to Iowa. Brennan Davis hit home runs in his first two at-bats. Then he struck out. Then he flew one to left center that it probably would have taken a really, 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 really strong wind to push that too much further. Greg Dykeman, three for five. 
three RBIs if but for Brennan Davis, Greg Dykeman would have been the guy of the night, but Brennan Davis stole his thunder. It's all right. You can have it. Uh, Ian Miller, two walks, two run, uh, two walks, two runs scored, doing the leadoff man thing. Iowa won. I guess I can look. Eight to one final. Uh, Ryan Kellogg pitched four innings. Um, Ethan Roberts, who has had two really bad outings in AAA, had a really good two-inning outing today. Dakota Meccas pitched well in the eighth, struggled a little bit in the ninth, kind of got a little bit squeezed by the home plate umpire, got lifted either because he was frustrated or <coughs> pitch count or something. Juan Gomez came in, closed it out. All good, not a problem. Iowa, very good outing. Also, Nico Horner had a double. Oh, um, Alex Cohen had a fantastic quote talking about how in the same 10-minute stretch, over a 10-minute stretch, these things all happened. Brennan Davis had his first homer. Nico Horner doubled. Patrick Wisdom homered, and Alfonso Rivas homered. Those four things all happened in 10 minutes. Have a very iCubs sort of a day. Absolutely fantastic. How to health coach the Cubs? Let Greg Dykeman have at-bats every day. Let Greg Dykeman have at-bats every day. If every day at bats means Greg Dykeman plays in AAA, Greg Dykeman plays in AAA. Brennan Davis, how do I decide if it were up to me, which it's not? How do I decide when Brennan Davis is good to go? How do I decide when Brennan Davis ought to get called up to the Chicago Cubs? Easy question, hard to answer. How would I decide this would be a point if this happens? He should get called up. For some people, for some people who are Cubs fans, call him up now because I want to see him play. Call him up now, new shiny toy. Call him up because I want to see him play. I get that. <laughs> I understand it. Oh, man, he's better than this other guy, so call him up and send back down the other guy. I want to see him play, and I don't want to see Romine play, or whatever. You know, whatever, whoever, blah, 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 whatever. Here's how I decide. Leave him in Iowa in 2022 until over a six-week period, he has shown he is better than AAA. Give him six weeks, and if he shows he's better than AAA, then call him up. And, and if after six weeks, you know, you, you have that, you know, he's okay, then he kind of struggles, has a little bit of strikeout problems, and then he has a couple home runs, make him show he's better than AAA. Make him show he's better than AAA. Brennan, if you want to get to the major leagues, show you're better than this level. Show you're better than this level for six weeks. 
You know why I go with that? You know why I go with that? Because it's a very proper protocol for health coaching the Chicago Cubs. If you're standard protocol, you tell a kid in low A, coach, I'm doing pretty well at this level. What do I have to do to get called up to the next level? What do I have to do to get called up to the next level? The answer should be probably something along the lines of, show me for six weeks that you're better than this level. Show me for six weeks that you're better than this level and we'll move you up. Six weeks. Six weeks that you're better than this level, then we'll move you up. Then he gets to advance day. Coach, what do I need to do to get called up to double A? Show me for six weeks that you're better than this level. Six weeks that you're better than this level. Well, I'll call you up. See how that see how that makes sense? Then you get to double A. What do I have to do to get called up? Show me that you're better than this level for six weeks. Send them up to AAA. What do I have to do? Show me you're better than this level for six weeks. If that becomes the precedent, if that becomes the protocol, everyone knows, everyone knows, if you're better than this level for six weeks, you're getting called up. If you show you're better than this level for six you get called up. Now, sometimes there are going to be situations where you can't stick to that. There's a situation where Javier Baez got hurt late in the season. Nico Horner got called up because there's nobody else. Da, 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 da. And yeah, stuff will sometimes happen, but you want to try to avoid that. You want to try to prevent that from happening. And if you have a protocol in place, if you have a standard in place, this is how we're generally going to do it, then there's really no worry. There's no concern. It's not a question, hey, but this guy's doing really well at double A. Let's call him up. No, no. If he's doing well at double A, if he's doing well at double A for six weeks, we'll call him up to triple A. Then if he's doing well at triple A for six weeks and he's beating the hell out of the ball or getting all the hitters out, then we'll call him up to the majors. Health coach in the Chicago Cubs. It's not about seven versus six. At least not for me. It's not about seven versus six. If Brennan Davis had gotten called up to Iowa and he'd been in Iowa for six weeks and he had an 1157 OPS. And it was like, what date do you want to be? What date do you want to be? Do you want to be like September 4th or do you want to be August 16th or whatever day it is? If Brennan Davis has had six weeks of beating the hell out of AAA pitching, call him up, call him up, call him up, call him up. Somebody's doing really well at low A for six weeks, call him up, find a way, call him up, call him up, move him up, find somebody else to move up to. Have enough players performing well in your system so that after a while, hey, who's the guy? Who's the guy that for the last six weeks has been absolutely massacring his division? Who has been so much? 
Let's calm up. Let's calm up. Whoever it is, let's calm up. But 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 he, he he's not ready for the forty. It doesn't matter if he's been better than a level for six weeks. Call him up. Call him up. Call him up. Have that be the watchword. Have everyone know walking into the Cubs system. If you're better than the Arizona League for six weeks, we're going to find some kind of sort of way to get you up to Myrtle Beach. If you're better than Myrtle Beach for six weeks, we're going to get you to South Bend. If you're better than South Bend for six weeks, we'll find a spot for you in Tennessee. If you're better than Tennessee for six weeks, we'll move you to Iowa. If you're better than Iowa for six weeks, we'll move you to Chicago. Maybe sometimes this this case or that, it might be after five weeks. Maybe, maybe, maybe it'll be seven, seven and a half weeks because really there wasn't totally a spot that was totally available. You know, maybe it gets to be, uh, it's time to call this guy up to the major leagues. He's really doing well. But frankly, there's not a spot. There's not a vacancy. There's not a vacancy. Our system is working so well. Players are being developed so well. Players are doing so excessively well in the Cubs system. We have a guy doing really well in AAA, but there's no place to move him to. When was the last time that ever happened with the Cubs? When was the last time that... Wow, this guy's absolutely shredding AAA. But we have no spot for him. When's that ever happened with the Cubs? Now, it's happened with the Dodgers plenty. It's probably happened with the Cardinals a bunch. There have been a number of teams through the years that have been really good, excrementally good at developing talent internally. Uh, it's, uh, <laughs> Tampa Bay. <laughs> Wonder Franco. Um... There might be a situation where we'd like to call this guy up, but there's really not a spot. And then that's where a general manager, a baseball ops guy does the, okay, we have a guy in AAA who's really good. He needs to get called up. He needs to get called up. He needs to get regular at bats. But the four guys that we have playing in his spots at the major league level are all doing really well. That's where what you do is you find one of those players to trade. You trade a player who's doing really well at the major league level. You trade him to another team. Trade a good player to another team and get quality in return. Possibly major league quality. Possibly younger minor league quality, whatever it is. And now all of a sudden, bam, you have an opening. Now you call up the guy and you let him play. Health coaching the Chicago Cubs. Don't take the bait of there's only room for 9 or 10 or 11 or 12 good hitters at a team. You have to play the same nine guys every day. You can only have nine starters and it's a hogwash hogwash every year you're gonna go through 30 guys 30 35 guys every year you're gonna have injuries you're gonna have hitters get hurt you're gonna have pitchers get hurt people are going to get injured there will be spots eventually available let 
Brennan Davis rip AAA to shreds for six weeks. Then, when he's done that, call him the heck up to the major leagues. Now let's look at the Cubs, the Chicago Cubs game in Philadelphia. Chicago had no hits. I think it was even no base runners, but uh, certainly no hits through four innings. By the seventh inning, they had nine hits. The offense really kicked into gear, and it was a very Iowa night in Philadelphia. Rafael Ortega, who played in Iowa this year, had an RBI. Patrick Wisdom, who played in Iowa this year, had a two-run homer. Alfonso Rivas, who played in Iowa this year, had a home run. Adrian Sampson, who who played in Iowa this year, Pitched the first five innings, got credit for the win. Um, Manny Rodriguez, who pitched in Iowa this year, pitched an inning of relief. Tommy Nance, Scott F. Ross, and Rowan Wick, all of whom pitched in Iowa this year. Three innings, no hits, no walks, five strikeouts. The Cubs' pipeline is not exactly where we want it yet. It is not exactly where we want it yet. However, Scott Efros, team control damn near forever. Tommy Nance, team control damn near forever. Manny Rodriguez, team control damn near forever. Rafael Ortega, team control damn near forever. Alfonso Rivas, team control, damn near forever. Patrick Wisdom, team control, damn near forever. Adrian Sampson, team control next year if they want to. Had a interesting discussion with someone who was taking issue with even considering it. <sighs> Off of tonight's start, you got to give him another start in a week. You, you, you have him in a rotation. Until he gets completely exposed. Yeah, there there are too many line drives off of him. There are too many hard-hit fly balls. But he's getting out. For whatever reason, he's getting out. Adrian Sampson is a... He's a tough choice. He's a tough call. As far as... Alfonso Rivas is... I, I, I don't remember if I had him left column... Last time I did the, last time I ran the numbers, but Alfonso Rivas is a left column guy now. Um, yeah. We're going to have the discussion again. It's going to get, it's going to get uh, aggressive. It's going to get, um, not particularly friendly. And people are going to be referencing the Chris Bryant thing in regards to the Brennan Davis thing. But as long as the rules are as they are in Major League Baseball, as long as the rules are as they are in Major League Baseball, there will be a logical temptation, not just an emotional te um, temptation, but a logical temptation to leave a player down a bit longer than necessary.
MLB only fans are going to want Brennan Davis in MLB because they are MLB only fans. For people who are more along the lines of asking how to properly health coach the Chicago Cubs for on into the future, they might have a little bit of a different perspective on things. I'm going to respect either side. I'm going to respect people who say, no, the Cubs should call up Brennan Davis. He should break camp in April. I'm going to respect the argument. I'm going to respect the claims because there is definitely some validity there. No question about it. As for me, though, I want the Cubs to set up a mindset where players know what is expected of them to move to the next level. And what that ought to be is show me six weeks, show me seven weeks of ripping a league to shreds, and we'll move you the heck up. And Brennan Davis is not going to be able to show six or seven weeks of AAA success in 16 games. He's not going to. He's not going to be able to. And I, I, I'm not going to expect it. Brennan Davis should start 2022 in Iowa. And if for three or four weeks he beats the snot out of it, call him the heck up. But it should be show a consistent run of success before there's any question, any call to call up any player from any level. That's my protocol. That's my protocol, and that's what I would recommend the precedent be. So then when you have someone who is just becoming a novice in why are the Cubs going... When will Jordan Wicks get called up? When will this guy get called up? When will... I would like the standard response to be, well, last couple years, historically, the Cubs have been, uh, if you do well six weeks at a level, six or seven weeks at a level, then you get called up. I would like that to be the protocol. I would like that to be the default. And yeah, there are going to be some times where that's not what ends up happening. Maybe there will be some times when a player gets called up after three weeks. Or he might have to wait, wait ten weeks. But in general, the player is doing well at a level for six weeks. And is ripping it to shreds. It's probably about time to get him to a new challenge, a new level. And Brendan Davis hasn't done that yet. Let him do that. Let him do that, and then I will be entirely good with him getting called up. But as far as 2022 April, Brennan Davis probably should belong in Iowa. Thanks for stopping by. I will have more on the rest of the pipeline. And there was a whole bunch going on in Mesa, and I'll get to that very soon. Thanks. Have a great day. And this is a fun one.